0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal. I come to you each week alternating with my co-host, Dr. Scott, talking about the things that doctors talk about in doctor's lounges all over the country. Um, We try to uh, inform you about Issues pertaining to health care and your family and give you information that you need so that you can advocate for yourself and and for your family. We uh, are sponsored by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is the only physician-led think tank in the country. We stand for Physician doctor or the the patient physician relationship and for healthcare freedom for all Americans something that we're going to talk about a little bit more today so please support the Docs for Patient Care Foundation at the number 4 pcfoundation.org that's dc d4pcfoundation.org and please contribute so that we can continue to advocate for you and to be your voice in Washington, locally and on the airwaves so that people will hear what you need, what's important to you as a patient so that they will hopefully take things into consideration and with that I need to start off by telling everyone how frustrated I am at this point, but everybody is frustrated by what's going on in our political world, and I, again, hate to talk about um, things that veer too far off the healthcare theme of this show, but I am compelled to do that because what we are right now Uh, confronting is probably the most important issue that I can even think of, and that is the future of our country. And it's not hyperbole. It really is the future of our country, and in many ways, it's the future of the world because what happens in Washington, the policies that are created by our leaders affect every single person in the world positively or negatively, we're two weeks away from this, what I would say, and this is always what you hear people saying every single election, right? That, oh, this is the most important election in U.S. history. But I have to say that um, this one, this Georgia runoff, is actually... Living up to that billing. It is really the most important political race that I have ever seen in my lifetime. And I say that because the direction of this country hinges on whether or not the Republicans get to retain control of the Senate. If they lose the Senate, if they lose to the two leftist radical candidates that are going to embrace the left agenda, there is no stopping the the Democrats, the forces of evil. And I say the forces of evil because they are evil. What the left wants to do is to restrict Every single American's liberty, they want to control what you listen to on TV and on the radio. They want to control what you drive. They want to control your health care. They want to control every aspect of your life. They want to get rid of the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, the second amendment ability to to have arms the the 5th amendment the 10th amendment they want to just gut the bill of rights and the constitution they are trying to burn down democracy that's what the left is trying to do and that is evil they want to restrict liberty because to them power is is the currency. They want to control power. And we see what happens when these individuals control power. We see it every single day now with this COVID shutdown. This is a taste. This is just the appetizer of what every single American is in store for if they gain the Senate. The what's happening right here in Georgia is um it compares to the the first vote in this country of the Continental Congress deciding whether or not they wanted to embrace a, a new a new a, a new form of government to give the people the power it is it is um, it can be compared to the election of 1860 when the country was facing one of the largest, Uh, one of the most um, uh, substantial crises in the history of the nation at that time. This is what this election in Georgia compares to, because this is what is going to determine where our country goes. Um, If the left wins, America is no longer going to be America, and people need to wake up to that fact. Um the um, the Democrats will have unchecked control of all levers of government. And, and I'm appealing on this show today to every voter in Georgia to get out and vote, but that's not enough. You've got to talk to your family. You've got to talk to your neighbors. You've got to tell them, what is at stake? Because I don't think that people truly realize what's at stake. They think, oh, Democrats win, you know, it'll be another cycle, and then we'll get back to, you know, it'll come back to the middle, and everything will be, at, you know, as it has always been. That is not going to happen. This is going to be um, an irreversible uh, process where these people are going to um, admit two more states to the union so that they can have further control of the Senate. That would be Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. The District of Columbia, seriously, having the same representation as New York or California in the Senate? Are you kidding me? These people, these are the same people who want to pack the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has no number attached to it. Most people don't know that. There's no set number, but this precedent. Well, if the leftists are in control, they will overwhelm the Supreme Court. They'll have five more justices on the Supreme Court, and and they will be able to legislate from the bench and anything that the left Congress and the left president decides to pass that is going to be challenged will be upheld by these um, additional leftist Supreme Court justices the list goes on and on what what uh, this Georgia vote what the connotations of this Georgia vote are. Now, I understand that there are a lot of people in Georgia who are disgusted by the way that the um, presidential election went, with cheating, with uh, – there's, there's – there are 50 are percent of the population, the bucket of deplorables – and I'm I'm in that bucket of deplorables, so so I proudly wear that moniker, but the the uh, the half the electorate believes that this was a tainted election, and um, there are people who are running around who are. Um, who are so angry that they are irrational and they're telling Georgians to stay home and not vote to to punish the Republicans because they were they they were feckless they did a very bad job our our secretary of State in georgia um, has has been duped by Stacy Abrams and her mob they are afraid of her. They're afraid of her mouthpiece. They're afraid of what power they think she she holds. It's it's ridiculous to be afraid to not have a spine and stand up to these forces of evil. And yet our Republican elected officials in Georgia refuse, they fail to do that. They've been they've been duped. And um and so I understand why there are people in Georgia who are angry and want to teach these people a lesson. This is not the place to teach them a lesson. This is not the time to teach them a lesson. And the reason is because the repercussions are so are just so unthinkable that they will they will rue the day that they made that decision probably for the rest of their lives so i'm appealing to every georgian to vote every republican georgian every libertarian georgian and yes i am including the libertarians in this because they are more aligned with the Republicans than they are with the left, with the with the leftist Democrats, with the socialists, and um, and if every Republican and Libertarian shows up and votes, that's the only way to turn back the cheating that's going on in Georgia, and there's gonna be cheating. There is no doubt in my mind that these people are going to try to repeat what they did before, and God help us, I hope that there are um, measures that are in place to minimize that. But the only way to overcome this is to show up and vote. And anybody around the country who is listening to this and who has a friend or family member in Georgia, you've got to urge them to get out and vote. That's the only way that we can save our republic. This is a turnout election. Um, You know... I just the people who are who are wanting to stay home in protest um, think well I'm gonna just go ahead and um, and launch my silent protest <clears throat> I'm going to stay home and I'm going to um, show them but you're not hurting yourself you are hurting the country you are hurting the world you're one vote you The Georgia Republicans, the Georgia Libertarians represent 128 Americans who are counting on you. 128 American votes are controlled by every Georgian Republican and Libertarian. And the future of our country, the hopes, the dreams, the desires of of every american is resting on your on your shoulders they your vote is is the most important thing to these people around the country and this is make no mistake about it this is the super bowl of of politics right now in georgia i'm living this i'm so sick of tv commercials right now it's like it's it's it is so Oppressive, the the just the the money pouring into Georgia and people on both sides thinking that these commercials are going to influence anybody's vote. You the minds are made up. Everybody knows how they're going to vote. It's just a matter of turning out, and everybody from around the country is pouring into Georgia. Um, the uh, uh I was at an event uh, excuse me at an event last night which was uh um held by um, the uh the um Club for Growth. And um, they've, there's two buses that are going around Georgia that have been uh, put together by uh, the Job Creators Network, which is uh, w- what you've heard me talking about on this show, and probably Dr. Scott as well. And um, one is a healthcare bus, one is a business bus. And, um, there's so many groups that have come into Georgia trying to bring people in from all over the country. Yesterday, um, I, uh, went to this event and they had, um, uh, former Secretary Tom Price, who's, uh, uh, a, a Georgian, um, uh, a former Georgia Congressman and, uh, former HHS Secretary, um, who uh, uh, spoke a bit about health care. They brought in Colonel Allen West. They brought in um, uh, Senator-elect Tommy Tuberville from Alabama um, and a number of other uh, politicians to try to exhort people to uh, get out and vote. And what what really... um, uh, just was i was i was uh left with is that these these rallies are really you know the, it's it's they're the preaching to the choir at these rallies all these people who come to these rallies are going to vote they're the people who are are the true believers these are not the people to to reach you've got to reach the people who are the angry, disenfranchised Republicans who are who are frustrated and who are you know just thinking that not coming out isn't worth or staying at home is is a reasonable alternative that going to the polls is not worth their time and those are the people that really need to be reached. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to to. Uh, Uh, An old friend that I connected with who said he was going to listen to this show today, Peter Corman. Thank you, Peter, for reconnecting with me last night. Peter is involved in Georgia politics, and we had an incredible conversation about um, what uh, has transpired here in Georgia and uh, how um, this is just an, an Unforeseen uh, situation that nobody could have anticipated where we're at right now. But let me just s- set up for everybody the importance of what this election means, um, not just to Americans, but to the world. You know, all the cabinet imp- appointees require Senate confirmation. Treaties like the Iran Deal or the Paris Climate Accord or TPP require ratification in the Senate. Um, every economic law um, and, uh, involving taxation has to be passed. It has to originate in the House, but it has to be passed in the Senate. This is the firewall for democracy. This is the firewall for freedom in this country. And Kelly Leffler, David Perdue need to be returned to Washington. This is the this is the Maginot line. This is it. This is where the rubber meets the road and I want to appeal to all the Georgians out there who are patriots because this is patriotic. If you don't show up, you are basically a turncoat. You you would be the person in 1776 who would be a British collaborator. You are not worthy of being an American if you don't turn out and vote on on January 5th or before. If you give up that right, the right that, that... Millions of our forefathers fought for to preserve this country so that you can vote. And if you give up that right and throw away our country, then you don't deserve to be an American and you deserve to get the government that these leftists want to shove down your throat. The... You know, I want to. I want to um, bring this around to um, what we are seeing right now in this country with COVID. You know, the um, there's no one really talking about what I'm about to tell you. Um, if you look around and you see what the tyranny of these governors and mayors are. Around the country, how they're handling the COVID epidemic. They are doing. Uh, they they are they are um, enacting um, policies that are not based in law, not based in science, not based in fact, but based on feeling, based on. What they think is the right thing to do, And what they think is the right thing to do is often wrong because they are not the smartest people who uh, are in in uh, in our society, these these politicians, far from it. they are they are often, not the smartest people. You know, you go to college today, and you get a degree in liberal arts, and you come out with no knowledge at all. You are probably the smartest, the dumbest, smart, the dumbest educated person in the history of our country. And all you're able to to do, all you're qualified to do when you graduate from college these days with a degree in liberal arts is become a barista at Starbucks or become a politician. And these politicians are the dumbest people because they don't know how to analyze facts, and especially with COVID. You know, COVID is a virus. It is a medical condition. And yet, we've got people in politics who are creating policies that make absolutely no scientific sense. You can have a uh, a ban on a restaurant where you can't serve in um, a restaurant in Staten Island, but one block away across the orange zone in the green zone, you can have a restaurant. Does the virus really know Geography is the virus able to know that one block away you have uh, it's safe to eat inside, uh, but on the other side of that line it's not. You have people in in government who are saying that you have to um, stay home after ten o'clock. You can't be in a bar or a restaurant. Is the virus? That's smart. Do, do they wear watches? Do they know time? So it's safe to be in the restaurant at 9:58, but at 10:05 it's not? Are you kidding me? Are these people even even Uh, they're irrational it makes zero sense and I'm not even going to get into the masking debate because that is really something that is emotional and you you know have a lot of people who fall on either side of that argument but what we're talking about is a liberty uh, discussion the ability to keep your businesses open to make a living to be able to put food on your children's table on the table for your children and your spouse to eat you know these politicians who say that restaurants or businesses have to have to close they're still getting a paycheck every day they don't care. For them, this is this is not a, a, an issue. But for the majority of Americans, the um, this is this is life and death, and and this is this is real. This is this is government tyranny. This is what happens when you have government controlling people's lives. They can destroy people's lives. With with a a uh, a simple um, policy decision with a stroke of the pen, not even voted on, but one person deciding that they're going to they're going to restrict activities, and there's a list, a long list of governors who fall into this category in California, in Illinois, in New York. In New Jersey, the list goes on and on and on. These are people who when are they are given absolute power, are exercising that power over you, the individual. This is the government at its worst. This is what happens when you have totalitarian regimes where the leaders are telling the people what they need to do, and they live by a different standard. They don't apply the rules to themselves. And we see this every single day. Another story surfaces about... Gavin Newsom who is eating at a at the number 1 Michelin 3-star restaurant in the United States in Napa Valley, you know, ordering a $170 uh, truffle uh, dish on the side and and sitting in a small room with 12 individuals without masks and drinking wine when he's telling uh, businesses in California that they can't be open to serve uh, to their customers, even though they've got tables that are six feet apart with plexiglass. Um, You've got uh, people who are um, getting their hair done and uh, getting caught and being apologetic and uh, they're non-apologetic about it. You've got people even walking the, the halls of Congress, who, when they get in front of the camera, are telling everybody to wear a mask. And when they walk around Congress, they don't have masks on. So this is, a uh, uh, unfortunately, what we see in, in, uh, in governments where the elite control everything, and they feel entitled, they feel all-powerful, the little people can be happy with the crumbs that they dish out, while these individuals are living high on the hog, they are exempt from the rules, they're able to live um, a life that is uh, suitable for a monarch. Americans should be should be waking up to this fact, and I think that they are. We're seeing Americans now starting to um, resist, to uh, protest the shutting down of their businesses, and and they are um, they're uh, uh, slowly. Um, getting to the point where they're going to uh, uh, there's going to be uh, civil unrest over this and so do is are these the people that we want to give absolute power to over your health care what do you think will happen when these people control your health care the right to work in this country is a basic right And you've got these people taking that right away from you. What do you think is going to happen to your health care if these people control it? And forget about what they're telling you about wanting to help everybody and give everybody more health care. That is a big, fat, heaping pile of you-know-what They want to control your health care just like they're controlling your ability to work. And I'm talking to you, too, now, Democrats. Are these the people that you want to see running your health care system? We'll be back in the next segment, and I'm going to expand on the health care angle of this as we return to the Doctor's Lounge.
1: Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. So call seven seven zero six nine six nine eight six two and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at com.
0: I'm your host, Dr. Hal. Every week we come to you with the information that you need so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care god forbid we get assoff and warnock in the senate and the left gets what they want which is a majority in congress and the white house first of all health care will be more expensive there initially will be a public option the government will run it they will be initially very inexpensive and it will drive commercial payers out of the healthcare market. Then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back in the Doctor's Lounge. I'm Dr. Hal. I am talking to you today about Georgia, about the future of our country, the Senate race for control of the Senate. And um, I left. In the last segment, talking about what's going to happen if Reverend Warnock, if John Ossoff, the two leftist, radical Democratic candidates win their race, what will happen to your health care? And I hope that the Democrats are paying attention to this. Because this is going to affect you too, just like it's affecting Democrat restaurant owners, Democrat gym owners, Democrat hairdressers. It's going to affect every single person when it comes to your health care because the Democrats are going to behave exactly the same way that they're behaving right now with the COVID pandemic. They are going to exercise power over you, the individual. And when you have no no choice, when the government controls healthcare, you have no choice, you're going to be stuck. Right now you have choices. Thank God, most people don't have to rely on the government for healthcare. Um, a a large percentage do, those on Medicare, those on Medicaid, those in the VA system. But for those who get employer-based insurance or they're purchasing their own insurance, thank God we don't have um, politicians telling you that you can't have a certain operation or you can't have a certain medication. But that's coming that is coming if you elect these people because they are going to do everything that they can to control your health care. Now, let me um, let me spell this out for you. Um, the Democrats don't care about people, especially those in the middle class. And as Rush Limbaugh said, likes to say, do not doubt me on this. They don't care about any individuals. They try to tell you that they do, that they are so compassionate, that they want health care for everybody. But that is that is the smokescreen. Don't you see? This is the lies that they're trying to tell people so that they'll shake their heads in agreement, and say, Yeah, yeah, we want health care for everybody. You need to judge these people by their actions, not by their words. Haven't we learned? about this from previous progressive politicians in our country that what they do is far different from what they say so let's talk about what happens if the democrats take control of the senate it's really very predictable um you don't have to guess it's not It's not speculation because they've told us what they want to do. There's basically two ways that the Democrats are going to go, and they both end up the same place. Biden wants to supercharge Obamacare. He thought that that was the greatest um, law ever passed in the history of our country. Of course, you know he is he is demented, but that is another story. We all know how Obamacare worked out. If you were poor, you received subsidies f- to pay for health care Now that health care may not have been the greatest health care because you had restricted choices, you had restricted um, uh, access, you had restricted doctors, you had restrictions on many things. All that did was it gave you a card that said you're covered, but it didn't necessarily give you the access that somebody who has insurance that they pay for is able to get in, in the health care system. But if you earned more than $96,000 a year, you paid a steep price. The average family of four under Obamacare saw their premiums go up 100% and deductibles and co-pays went through the roof. So it's not uncommon for a family of four to pay as much as $40,000 out of pocket annually before the insurance kicked in a nickel. So that was Obamacare. That was the, the legacy of Obamacare. But what do the Democrats glom onto? Two things, right? Two things. Number one, coverage for people with pre-existing conditions, and number two, keeping children on your health care until 26 years of age. Those are the only two aspects of Obamacare that they can show any kind of popular support for, and that's what they just glom onto. That's what they 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 advertise on a regular basis. How Kelly Loeffler wants to take away your insurance in a pandemic, people who have pre-existing conditions. You know, you hear these ads that are just such nonsense, such lies. These are the only two things that came out of Obamacare, and they want to double down, triple down on Obamacare, supercharge it. How are they going to do that? Well, they want to go ahead and create a public option. You know, the the insurance companies are, are evil and the premiums are too high. We are going to create a public option. Um, the government-run insurance program for people who are unable to afford the expensive insurance that's out there, we'll give them another option. We'll go ahead and set up a government-run insurance program. Well, That sounds great, except that that is a Trojan horse. That's a smokescreen. And what does that mean? It means that when you have the government competing against private industry, private industry always loses. You can't compete against the government because they print money and they can lower the price to a point where private businesses could not compete and they're going to leave the market. And how do we know that this is what's going to happen? We've seen it happen in other places around the world. We've seen it happen in China. You know, China controls over 90% of the pharmaceuticals in the world. And they control it because they control the rare elements that go into drugs and they control the world's supply of acetaminophen, that's Tylenol, and and uh, salicylic acid, that's aspirin. They control the world's supply. And how did they get to control the world's supply? by lowering the price because it's government run business and they lowered it low enough that every competitor who was dealing with this in the world could no longer compete and went out of business leaving China with this book of business where they now they they are the market well that's what's going to happen in America in healthcare when the government has an insurance company. They're going to drive out the competition and it's going to disappear. And what will we be left with? We'll be left with one insurance company, the federal government. Everybody in this country is going to be dependent on the federal government for their insurance and then you've got people who are in power just like the governor of New York or the governor of California who will make policies that will affect every single American whether they are based in fact scientific fact or economic fact it will be whatever they choose to do. And you're not going to have any choices. Uh, the more radical faction of the leftist Democrat Socialist Party wants to see Medicare for All instantaneously. They don't want to go through the process of the Trojan horse. They just want to come marching in with their with their um, army and take over healthcare and get to that point in one gigantic um, uh, move. And uh, at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. We have a government-run healthcare system and very little choice. Now, the um, I've spoken to so many Georgia doctors about this in the last few weeks and um i am so just just frustrated by the i don't want to say stupidity but the willful ignorance of of these doctors who say Oh, that's not going to happen. You can't. You you know. You can't tell me that the, the healthcare system is going to uh, disappear and go away. Uh, there'll always be choices. Look at look at England. Well, I am looking at England, and um, for for the majority of people in the middle class or below, they've got. Very, very poor options, and they are reliant on the on the government health care M- These doctors that i 'm talking to may be thinking about themselves or their family, and they 'll have options, but that 's not necessarily true either. Look at canada for for decades, up until just recently, Canadians had zero choice. They couldn't go to a private doctor in Canada because it didn't exist. If they wanted healthcare, they had to cross the border and come into the United States. And that happened on a regular basis over the decades, where a large number of Canadians relied on American doctors. You know, 75% of Canada is within, um, I think, 100 miles of the American border. And so, so many Canadians um, felt the necessity to make the trip across the border to get proper health care because they could not depend on the health care that their country was shoving down their throat. Even the Prime Minister of Newfoundland, uh, um, uh, Danny Williams, came to Florida to get a heart procedure done because he could not rely on the Canadian health care system. So the leftists who are hoping to institute a socialist health care system in the United States, they... Uh, They are uh, going to try to take over health care and limit options to Americans just at a time when the Trump administration took away so many of the restrictions that Obamacare placed on individuals where they couldn't get the health care that they needed. And President Trump... Um, eliminated so many of those barriers, giving people the ability to go out and get a short-term health care plan that fits their needs instead of the needs of the insurance industry, or allowed groups of people who are in similar jobs to come together to form a a, a mini um, guild and purchase insurance at lower rates. All of these things are measures that are intended to increase liberty, to increase the ability of Americans to do what they feel is best for them. The leftists Want just the opposite. They want to tell you what's best for you, and not rely on you making those decisions for yourself. We see that every day again with COVID, where they think that um, that they are going to um, know better how to control a a, a pandemic. Than you are to take responsibility for yourself and for your family. Now there is um, uh, in 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 terms of uh, what what we have to look forward to in a uh, um, a leftist controlled government. I can tell you that in healthcare, it is not easy. This is this is probably one of the most complicated uh, issues that that we face as Americans because healthcare is always the centerpiece of um, of the the um, elections since two thousand and eight. Whether or not people want to acknowledge that or not it always has been and how we handle health care is um i think one of the the prime prime um issues that that politicians have to deal with and even well meaning politicians right now we don't have single um uh government single party controlled government we've got uh Republican Senate, we've got a Democratic House um, they're trying to get a bill across the finish line before the end of this congressional session which is called the No Surprises Act and this bill is intended to um, to put an end to surprise medical billing I've talked about this on the show a number of times, and I don't have the time to really uh, get into this um, again today, but just to put this in a couple of sentences, when people go to the hospital and they get care, they think that if the hospital is under their insurance, they will be covered by any doctor who gives them care in the hospital, and that really is not true anymore because The um, insurance companies have played games with the doctors and kicked many of them off their panels, and now they're considered out-of-network doctors. And so when these people wind up in hospitals, they get a bill from the uh, treating physician. This happened to my wife just a couple of uh, months ago. She had to go to the emergency room. I'm not going to name the hospital yet depending on how they treat me. But she had to go to the hospital because she um, was ill. We were afraid that it might be COVID. She went to the emergency room. And um, uh, make a long story short, she did not. But she got a bill, we got a bill, for the emergency room physician who spent two minutes with her but was out of network. How do you have an out of network emergency room doctor in a hospital and that and and people people can um, empathize with that I think that gets people emotional and they they want to see an end to that and so we've got Congress trying to come up with a solution but even a well meaning Congress that is not trying to ram down something through uh, down people's throats. Where there's not single party rule, but there is compromise, they're not able to get it right. They're trying to put in um, provisions into this law that are heavy-handed um, and that sound great on the surface, taking steps towards towards eliminating these these practices. But what in reality is happening is we're marching one step closer to socialized medicine. Because this law is creating more federal government oversight over health care. And it is allow it is allowing insurance companies to win because they have the most money, the biggest um, the the most uh, lobbyists influencing these politicians. And so much of what they want to see happen in this bill has been written into this law. And if, if anybody wants to read about this, they need to um, go and uh, look at, um, I'm just trying to see what the number of the bill is, um, I can't find the number of the bill, but this is, it is the No Surprises Act. You can go online, you can read about it, you can see how, um, this, this law will actually restrict your ability to, um, to, uh, have have the kind of care that you need to have. And you need to call your um, congressmen and your senators to oppose this act. It should not be rushed through Congress before Christmas. It will reduce patient access to independent physicians who work for the patients And not for the benefit of the insurance companies. And, um, you know, we, on this show, we constantly try to bring to you this kind of information. We try to analyze what is happening, um, behind the scenes in Washington. It's a mess. Healthcare is complicated. And the, um, politicians are conflicted because of their, um, their relationships with the special interests that are raping the healthcare system and making so much money that they want to see the status quo maintained. And even if we get to socialized medicine, these special interests will, uh, I am certain, Um, uh, be uh, taken care of, whether we're talking about the um, pharmaceutical industry, who um, who despicably um, hid information about the vaccination for COVID um, when they knew that they had a winner, but withheld it before the election so that Trump would not look good and get credit. You know, everybody in the media said that he's a liar, that they couldn't get a vaccine to the American public before the end of the year, that he was just trying to make himself look good. And he delivered on what he said he was going to deliver on. But the pharmaceutical company, the pharmaceutical industry hates him because he was going to um, take them down a few pegs and make them accountable so that Americans weren't being charged the highest drug rates in the world, subsidizing the rest of the world's drug costs. They didn't want Trump as president because of that. The insurance industry will make out in socialized health care as well because... They've got the infrastructure to manage 320 million Americans. The federal government does not. So they will contract out with insurance companies, I'm sure, so that they can be third-party administrators to the federal government insurance program. The insurance companies didn't want to see Trump as president either because Trump was trying to take the insurance companies down a few pegs and give Americans more freedom give them the ability to get what insurance they wanted to get not what the insurance companies wanted to make Americans pay for and what politicians were mandating Americans to buy so it's healthcare is a very complicated business at the end of the day healthcare should be an individual decision between a patient and their doctor, not a politician, not a bureaucrat. It should be something that individuals, patients, are responsible for, just like the decision whether or not they wanna stay home during the COVID pandemic, or whether or not they wanna eat in a restaurant. These are individual American decisions. This is what made America, America. This is an experiment in human freedom. And if we want to see this disappear, you know, um, Ronald Reagan is probably the smartest president that we've ever had in our lives. And he said two things that always stick with me. He said that the nine most uh, frightening words that somebody can hear is, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you. And the other thing that he said that always stuck with me is that we are just one generation away from losing our country forever. And and I'm afraid that he is right. I'm afraid that we are right now at that crossroads here in Georgia. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is... Everything. This is the the Gettysburg. This is the the um, the Bunker Hill. This is you know. This is this is the uh, where the Spartans meet meet the uh, meet the um, the Persians. This is this is it, and this is where patriots need to stand up and and vote and say to the powers on the left that want to destroy our country that this is where we're going to take our stand and we will not allow you to take over our country to destroy this experiment in human freedom that has been the best government in the history of the planet, in the history of the world and those people who want to see this go away should just go ahead and and leave America if they don't like our country because people have fought and died for this country people are proud to be an Americans and if you're not proud to be an American you don't belong here and um, and this is where people need to take a stand because the left is, is pure evil and they do not care for individuals, they want Power, control, and they want—they um, want fidelity of every um, of every person who is living here to their way of thinking. And people need to stand up and just say no. I think we are at the end of this show. I've given my rant. And I've ranted more. In the past few months, than I think I have in uh, in almost six years of this show. So um, I apologize to those who like to listen to this show and who I may have offended, but I um, but I'm unapologetic about the positions that I've taken, and um, and I feel like um, from a healthcare provider standpoint. Um, I, it couldn't be more clear to me the danger that we face losing our freedom with regard to our health care. So um, please, one more time, Georgians, Republicans, Libertarians, get out and vote and get your friends and family to vote as well. See you next time. Thank you for You're being with us. listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.